37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 200 of Pixelated Paranormal. Holy shit, we've been doing this uh, for 200 times. 200. Yeah, technically a, a couple more than 200, but yeah. Yeah, we're, that's, uh, you know, we're probably really at like 215 because we had that weird you know, thing we did where we're like season one, episode two, and then Rob's like, God damn it, stop it with the seasons. Nobody cares about seasons. This is episode 15. So then we went back to just doing episodes. And <laughs> I, I think it's probably closer to 205. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to point out to everybody giving me shit about that because uh, there's plenty <laughs> of other folks that have called me out. I counted those as individual episodes, so it's not like we've got a hundred or two hundred episodes of season three, so to speak. Like those are all counted. Those are all, you know, accounted for. Nice. Yeah, I feel you. Either way, it's two hundred. Yeah. It's an achievement. Yeah, it is. And Steve, uh, you put a really nice sentiment when you reposted the post uh that we made about podcasting. How long have you been podcasting? Because Preston and I this is five years, but how long have you been podcasting? I think it's a, it, it's anywhere between 12 to 15. It has to be. Jeez. Long time. Holy shit. First Wait. time I heard about a podcast a... was when I was with uh, this record label here in Wichita. It's no longer around called Scrub Club Records. We um, mm-hmm. stumbled upon it on iTunes back because we all had iPods. And we were like sharing music like all the time, bringing over like flash drives of music, CDs full of music. And copying them to other people's hard drives, <clears throat> and uh, we they just had launched the podcast service like probably like within that year, and we were like looking at comedy stuff, and we found one which was the Awful Show, and which is where I met my buddy Mike, um, pilot, and mm-hmm. uh, the rest of history. And got involved with that, and then got intrigued on doing uh, podcasts through video games, shit like that, and everything else since then. Yeah. I've either been on them. Had them, whatever, you know, stuff like that. So this is where I'm at now. So it's cool. Hell yeah, dude. What a nice place to just lay your head for a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember what episode you joined us on. Yeah. I meant to look that to, up. It's hard to remember. That's why we need like hardcore, was... dedicated, diehard fans that know that shit like on the yeah. fly. <laughs> I, I know it was slightly before we did. We started our Cryptid Encounter series because the first, yeah. uh, when I started doing the YouTube page and putting up the videos, I started with the Cryptid Encounters. Mm-hmm. Steve had already joined us by then, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I and the the Cryptid Encounters were like episode like eighty. You know, 87, 89, so I think uh, around a 70. I love how wrong you are on everything. 66. 66. Oh, shit. Well, Steve <laughs> might have been. Just be quiet. 66. Just wait for the diehard fan <laughs> yeah. to figure it out. Yeah, no, Steve because he's have... consistent, and that's why I love him. 
Yeah, Steve uh, might have uh, joined us in at least episode, what, 55, 54, 56? Yeah, 61 was Wichicon 2018, and Steve was there for that. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it had to have been right around the 50s, dude, I think, is because uh, episode 52 was previously on The Bachelor, and that's back about the girl who did an episode of The Bachelor, and then whenever it was over, she went to do uh, weed farming and trimming oh, yeah, and didn't tell her family. That was episode 52. Hmm. Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. Either way. Um, that's crazy. You can't have been that, around that long. That's nuts. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you've been with us for, I mean, well over three years, dude. Yeah. You, you, you jumped in right at the, when Sean and I really started to find our niche when the, you know, the going got good. So <laughs> sometimes right. I go back and listen to the, like episode zero or one or two. And I'm like, Oh God, what were we thinking? Yeah. That's great, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you do, man? Um, yeah, we had a couple specials. We had a few paranormal pit stops in there. Uh, we put Preston, your, um, Oh God, it was a three part series we did. And we released a master cut of all three parts into one as well. Yeah. So, yeah, probably about 205 is what Apple says right here we have. So, And then that uh, the uh, the roundtable we did with Steve and Brady, and then mm-hmm. we did another yeah. roundtable with Steve, Brady, and Corey, and then burnt down Corey's house. Or, I mean, <laughs> Steve doesn't want to admit him, that. Yeah. yeah, Steve doesn't want to admit that he turned the stove on. No, but, that was definitely uh, not me. That was Corey, dude, because yeah, I wasn't yeah. anywhere near the stove. And that was before- Basically, folks... And that was before <laughs> I that was, was before I participated in the Devil's Lettuce, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, basically we recorded a show over at Corey and Amanda's house, um, back in our hometown. Somebody apparently bumped into the gas and turned the gas on, and luckily they made it out alive. But I still say it was Corey. Yeah, it was Corey. Got, got to love him. I still trying to cash Corey. in on that insurance money, huh, Corey? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, abduction to the ninth planet. That's what it was, Preston. That's what was yeah. the, the three parter we did way back before we tried a three parter for Thieves in the Night that took you know every every six episodes we put a piece out. <laughs> God, it's been so fun though. Like two hundred episodes, and we didn't really call it out on social media, but yeah, we hit our five year anniversary um, back in May as well. So. Five years, 200 episodes, it's been quite a long ride, and I feel like there's still so much to talk about. There's still so much for us to uh, research, and still so many stories to be told, and so that's what tonight's episode is going to be, and surprise, surprise, folks, uh, we've got a lot of stories, so we're probably going to have to cut this one into a two-parter as well, which a lot of people have already guessed and already commented on, so yeah. Episode 200, and then we'll we'll spill over into episode 201 as well. Yeah, let's get started. Um, real quick, uh, I signed up for an Audible account the other day, and sure as shit, we're on Audible too. You can actually listen to us with all your other podcasts what? on Audible. Hey, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I had no idea that that was a thing, but uh, hello, all you Audible listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I found out a That's lot awesome. of people uh, do the YouTube as well. Um, I've seen a few people on Instagram post, you know, 
what they're doing in an afternoon instead of listening to some podcasts and yeah. our logos up on their TV. So I see that uh, my father is commenting in the YouTube section. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Richard? What's up, Richard? And uh, don't worry, I passed along the message and told Stephen to go ahead and call you. So uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I stay up to date on all the YouTube uh, messages. So uh, anytime you need me to accent? pass along, a, what are you trying a, to be? What the fuck yeah. is his accent, dude? <laughs> yeah, you need me to pass a message along to your son, Steve, or uh, Richard. I'm uh, here for you. You hung out with your cousin for a week, and you have this weird, like Billy Madison thing going on. <laughs> That's because really he call, he calls me every day, every fucking day. He calls me and he'll leave me a voicemail in this the same goddamn tone, and it's like ingrained into my head now. It's hilarious. Mm. Well, the good news is Stephen and I are going to call you out every time. Well, that's all right. Well, we've got yeah, we've got our Google Voice number set up, and with that, we've received a couple um, voicemails that we want to share, and before. We hit play on those. I want to go ahead and let you guys all know the Google voice number where you can call and leave us a message is 913-662-3144. If you'd like to call and leave us a message, we'd love to feature that on the podcast. So it's going to be awesome. Go ahead and open up your textbooks, kids. Um, Go to the text thread, I guess, and open up Josh's voicemail number one. Hi, my name is Josh. And so my incident happened in my kitchen, and I went and grabbed me a shot, and it has a cork top that you put on top, uh, just a stopper. And so I go into my living room, and I start watching whatever Halloween horror show, whatever's going on, and all of a sudden I hear a little pop, and I look into my kitchen, and the cork hits the floor and is spinning in a circle, uh, just like if I had just rolled it across the floor. Uh, normally, a cork popping off of a bottle would go up and come right back down and bounce around on the counter and then hit the floor. But this one didn't hit anything. It just went up, and it came out. And it hit the floor. It didn't hit the countertop. It didn't hit the cabinets. It didn't hit anything. Don't know how it managed to get as far away from the counter that it did. But it was something strange, something weird. So, Stephen, you are the uh, the expert on alcohol. But... Uh, alcohol, but I'm most definitely not. That was going to be the key thing uh, with this story that Josh sent in. First off, Josh, thank you for calling the voicemail. It's pretty dope. Um, but like anytime I hear anybody like, Oh, like any kind of like strange or paranormal esque type story revolving around alcohol, he starts off with, well, I was going to the, <laughs> let's go to the kitchen for a shot. <laughs> like I'm like, it's going to pour myself a shot, yeah. uh. but, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely weird. It's strange. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What could it be? What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah. I think the most good peculiar part is the fact that like he said you know i've i've poured myself a whiskey or whatever and put the cork back down in the bottle and watched it actually slowly push itself out because you know i pushed it in too quick and captured too much air in the bottle mm-hmm. and so the pressure forces the cork back out but he's kind of right normally you would think the cork would pop up and then fall over and you know dance around the countertop or the table or whatever it's on so i don't know kind of unusual preston what do you think man 
Um, I mean, he's got an angry spirit in his house that uh, has a taste for the spirits and uh, <laughs> pulled that fucking cork out, threw it across the room, and it was like, where's my glass, motherfucker? I want a drink. <laughs> so spirits craving spirits is what you're saying. Inception. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Well, let us know if it's happened again, man. That'd be interesting to hear if it's something that's reoccurred or if it's just that one instance. Um, and if you've ever had that happen to you with a cork, call in the voicemail. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Just that's don't right, call in that stupid-ass accent that President does. Cork <laughs> yeah, busters. So I think it, uh, you got yeah. a thirsty uh, spirit there. <laughs> not, uh, not Ghostbusters. It's corkbusters. Who are you going to call? Pixelated Paranormal. Man, hey, speaking of who you're going to call, Preston, what are you drinking tonight? Are you drinking anything to celebrate episode 200? Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm drinking a Central Standard uh, Drop Top Caddy American Sour Orange Cream Soda Ale. Cruising Fancy around pants. in my drop top, cruising the streets. And it's got a... I got uh, a okay. real little Preston just waiting for me. Yeah, an orange convertible caddy with uh, a bat <laughs> and an eagle and uh, some zebras. <laughs> <laughs> and some elephants there you go. And, yeah well Steve I want to hear you sing a song about what I'm drinking I am drinking a coconut coffee stout oak aged from 903 brewing in Sherman Texas I have no what? How, there's nothing to work with on that <laughs> I know no shit, you right? put the stout in the coconut you shake it all around no? All right. Well, fuck you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It works for me. Crazy. Works me. All right. Now Josh actually sent in two voicemails for us. So let's go ahead and hit play on the next one. Hi, this is Josh. And my story happened about five months or so ago. I was on the highway on uh, two thirty five getting off at 25th Street North to go deliver some groceries. And I take the off-ramp, I come up to the stop sign, and I look to my right, the road curves around there, and it goes straight up to 21st Street. And I see something glittering on the ground, looks like one of those wind chime things, but or not even a wind chime thing. It looked more like a headlight for a bicycle that was flashing, but it was on the ground. So I figured somebody lost their headlight on their bicycle. So I go ahead and make my turn. I made a point to see if it was just a piece of glitter, you know, tassel or whatever. Nothing was there. There was nothing waving in the wind. There was no headlight from a bicycle absolutely nothing so i went and made my delivery i came back around took the same street to get back onto 235 and still there was absolutely nothing there so there was just a flashing anomaly and it wasn't reflection in my windows or mirrors or anything like that it was probably uh 5 o'clock at night so the sun wasn't in a direction to where it would have any reflection of anything on the road. But this was right off the center in the middle of the road. Anybody could have seen it. Nobody ran over it. I didn't run over it. It was just a flashing anomaly. It was crazy. Will-o-the-wisp. Will the flashing That's, anomaly. 
Yeah, Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Like an Ori game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And right by my house, too, Josh, I live uh, pretty close to 235 and 25th Street. His address so. is... No. <laughs> right. It was my groceries he delivered. So we talked about uh, this uh, a topic very similar. Um, I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, in Missouri, you have like, uh, you know, the brown lights or whatever it is where like uh -huh. people will drive down this highway and they see this anomaly, you know, and all these fucking experts like get out their equipment. And you're like, well, you know, see a swamp gas from Venus uh, or, you know, because the, the highway has a uh, 35 degree curvature. The, the headlights reflect off the asphalt and cause a blah, 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 blah. I don't know that I always buy into that. I don't, I don't know that, um, you, you know, we, all these different anomalies that people experience, like that's kind of like your automatic go-to, like, oh, it's just reflection off the asphalt. Uh, you know, the, the curvature of the earth and see, you know, Venus is uh, five miles closer to the earth at this point. And so the reflection of the, and I'm just like, that's bullshit. Like, apparently mm -hmm. it's a fucking demon spirit or maybe a fairy spirit in the middle of the fucking street. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah, I, I think maybe so. I'm just going to call it right now, boys. Classic case of swamp gas. Swamp gas. God. Get the fuck out <laughs> Talk of here. Man Black, Every time, man. Every yeah. single time. The Flatwoods monster. Oh, it's just a swamp gas. It's Venus reflecting off the swamp gas. You know, we... Uh, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. A, a very interesting light anomaly. It's weird. Yeah. You, you know, Sean, you and I were talking, you know, like a week ago. I told you that I um, bought season... Three and four of X Files on Voodoo, and I was yeah. as I'm going back and I'm I'm watching all these episodes and I'm watching them with the kids. That you know I'm uh, hold on one second. <laughs> um, that uh, you know I'm just I I guess I'm amazed and pleased with how much research of folklore and like different stories that the creators and the writers of yep. the show actually did. And oh, yeah, man. the, you know, <clears throat> like whatever season three, they had this episode about abductions and they're talking about the men in black and it's fucking Jesse Ventura, you know, the wrestler. <laughs> I know he, he shows <laughs> up and he's like, uh, so uh, you're about to die if you fucking say anything, and it was swamp gas from Venus. And the guy's like, it, it was a UFO. You're mistaken, sir. It's fucking swamp gas from Venus. And it's like, that dude, stop. That can't be the go-to answer. And the no <laughs> shit in real life, like, that's really the go-to answer that you hear all the time. Yeah. Huh. Come on, guys. We got to get better. I mean, it's 2021. <laughs> the government's talking about UFOs. Okay. Swamp gas in Venus is no longer a thing. Hashtag stop the gas. <laughs> Hashtag stop the gas. I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's also a really great show that was on History Channel called Project Blue Book. Yeah. And it was basically about, uh, gosh, who was it? J. Allen Hynek and another guy. And it was kind of a dramatization over a lot of your early UFO sightings, you know, the, uh, the UFOs over Texas, uh, Flatwoods Monster, and they kind of do the same thing where they really try to convince you it was something very terrestrial, like, oh, it was a giant tree, and there was just a lot of fog that night, and you thought it was a monster. 
and it was it was a phenomenal show. I don't know if it ever got picked up for a season two. Um, I think I watched all but the last episode, and then I kind of forgot about it. Not because it was bad, just you know, there's too much content right now to watch. There always has been for like the last five oh, years. Yeah. But, yeah. Too way too much. Yeah, if you can find it on any you know Hulu or whatever, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting little light anomaly. I'd be even more curious if you looked at your clock and realized, you know, you lost five or ten minutes. You had some missing time. <laughs> yeah, you you got abducted, bro. While yep. you were delivering groceries, doing the Lord's work, the aliens got yep. you. If you searched the groceries and realized the Reese's Pieces were missing, then you, sir, got probed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our next story was sent in to us from my beautiful cousin Amy, and she is the gal we were talking about who found the mason apron and all that really cool stuff, and she sent in a, a ghost story of sorts. Back in the early 90s, my grandpa passed away, and my grandma ended up living alone. My family only lived a block from her home, and my sister and I would often stay the night with her. Now, this would be the opposite grandparents that she and I did not share. I just want to clarify that. Every time we'd stay the night, we'd all sleep in the same bed. My grandma slept by the doorway, my sister in the middle, and myself on the other side. I've never been able to fall asleep very easy, and I'm an incredibly light sleeper who often has bouts of random insomnia. Same. So I'd just lay there in the dark and silence and try to fall asleep long after the two of them. During these moments, every time I would first hear the sound of shuffling feet. The sounds would start with a couple shuffles in place on Grandma's side of the bed. Then the sound would start moving from Grandma's side of the bed and shuffle slowly around the bed and stop over at my side. There would always be a pause, and after a few minutes, I would feel it step on the foot of the bed and walk back across to Grandma's side. When it would cross the bed, I'd feel the pressure push against my ankles and a slight movement of the bed, but not strong enough to be an actual person. Then the shuffling would start again, and the steps would round the end of the bed and then pause and once again step out onto the foot of the bed. The fear was so paralyzing that I either was unable to or too afraid to move and my heart would pound so hard, I was always afraid it would hear it. I once tried to open my eyes to sneak a peek at whatever it was, but the room was so dark I couldn't see anything, and I was definitely not going to open my eyes all the way. I wised up at some point and started ending up sleeping in a fetal position. Once I did this, I no longer felt the pressure on my ankles, but would still feel the weight on the bed. I still don't know what was going on or if anyone else who stayed over there with her ever felt it. My grandma had no pets and no one lived with her, and my parents told me I was dreaming or hearing the neighbors. But I know for certain I was not dreaming, and I know the neighbors had nothing to do with it because in all the silence at night, you could in fact hear them at their own house. But after dark, they were not outside, let alone circling my grandma's bedroom. 
Oof. Creepy Oof. shit, man. Yeah. yeah, and of course that's a country house too, so things are a lot creepier out in the country. Sounds like it's the, yeah. sounds like it's the goblins from the labyrinth. Indian burial ground. <laughs> Indian burial ground. You know, it could be where uh where Amy and her family grew up at, it would not surprise me. It's a creepy that's town. That's crazy. What a good story. What do you what do you guys think it is? Man, I don't know. Um my cousins and I um, are very much alike, especially, um, you know, Amy mentioned the random bouts of insomnia. I have that all the time. Um, you know, kind genetics of are a bitch. To... What's that? I said genetics are a bitch. <laughs> um, the random bouts of insomnia, being kind of sensitive or haunted or whatever you want to call it. Like when we were little, we used to always talk about ghost stories and it's just always like, oh yeah, yeah, I've had that. So yeah, pretty interesting, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd never heard that one before. It doesn't surprise me at all. You know, maybe, hopefully it was your grandpa. Hopefully. All right. Well, up next, we've got a story from our buddy, the fantastic, phenomenal artist, Baba Drock. So the Bigfoot call was 2007. My wife and I were on our honeymoon. We were camping at a place near Crater Lake campsite on Willow Lake. It was great. Absolutely no one else in the camp except the, the host and their RV on the other side of the lake. It was kind of weird, actually. I'd never seen a camp that was open with uh, none of the spots occupied. We thought, great, we're going to have an awesome night, stay up all night, just the two of us parting by the fire. Then, just a little after sundown, seemingly from the direction of a large hillside slash mountaintop, we were way up in the mountains, like way up there. There was a sloping down towards the lake and campsite, probably half a mile off. We heard a scream, yell, call, caca, whatever. <laughs> really, really loud. Just one. We both looked at each other. That was weird. What the hell was that? Eh, whatever. We both felt really weird and just cleaned up the camp and went to bed. Hoping to get out of there as soon as we could in the morning. No party whatsoever. Womp womp. Sleep did not come easy. I laid awake, staring uh, straight up, fading in and out, having visions of Bigfoot staring down into our tent. Any shuffling sound, and I was wide-eyed. But nothing really, you know, nothing weird when we actually got up. I still don't know. I've camped a lot, but I'm no expert of the wilderness. There are bears, mountain lions in the areas. But no, just know that the feeling it put in us, the particular sound, stuck in my head. I've listened to all sorts of sound samples to see if I could find it. And yes, I am now a Bigfoot guy. And the closest thing I would now say that it sounded like was the Ohio call. But I've listened to all sorts of animal calls. Mountain lions can make some horrible screams, but that wasn't it. That's it. Now I researched the idea of Bigfoot a lot, and that was uh, probably what for me solidified the idea of it being possible. Damn, that was long for not much, but that's my story. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Rock and roll, Drock. Sweet. Oh, yeah. What a great, what a great ride in. 
So first of all, if you're on Instagram, please give Drock a follow. His handle is at Baba, that's B-A-B, underscore Drock, D-R-O-C. And you will see um, the muse that he really focuses on for a lot of paintings is old Bigfoot himself. And he's done a ton of really awesome portraits of all the different types of Bigfoots and Sasquatch and everything else. And, and uh, Bigfoot yeah. action figures. Don't forget. Dude, I'm big... looking at one right now. Yeah. Twisted mashup Ninja Cryptids. The Bigfoot Soldier. I still swear this is one of the coolest fucking things I've ever owned, let alone ever seen. And he's currently working on a yokai. He's doing a Kappa action figure. Mm, fuck you. Capitolo. Yeah, it's it's really rad. Um old Bigfoot soldier needs a companion, so I'm going to have to get me a Kappa. We're also going to have to do a Yokai episode two. Oh, yeah, dude. Sometime I, soon, I can do that, you know, seven days a week. I love Yokai. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chelsea sent in one to us that looks like a ghost that has an eyeball in between its butt cheeks. Nice. So definitely <laughs> going to have to do some investigative work there. <laughs> Well, what he mentioned was the Ohio Call, also known as the Ohio Howl. And that's from back in like 1994. Uh, Matt Moneymaker from Finding Bigfoot had been out, you know, doing some research, camping and whatnot. And he recorded this really weird, eerie, um, like cry. And it's called the Ohio Howl. And it sounds, I don't know, kind of similar, like uh, Baba Drock said, to being this just weird, like whooping noise. And it's been recorded. We have a recording. I'll include it in the episode. Guys, there is a link down there if you want to listen to it as well. But it's been one of the most common Bigfoot noises um, in research today. And they actually use that in what they call Bigfoot call blasting, where they take the sound on repeat hook it up to a lot of loudspeakers and megaphones and then play that out into the wilderness, hoping to get some kind of delayed response. But if you listen to that, uh, the sound itself has some dogs barking in the foreground, but then you'll hear that noise back in, you know, behind it. Sounds like he's crying. Yeah. Again, imagine being, um, you know, with your honey out in the middle of nowhere camping, knowing that's all, all that's between you and that sound is tent. (laughs) That's a lot of hell no. Well, oddly enough, um, speaking of Bigfoot, there was some Bigfoot news recently. Our buddy Isaac sent us over this story today. Apparently, in early July of this year, a resident of Michigan here in the U.S. named Eddie sent in an unusual photo to the Rocky Mountain Sasquatch Organization, also known as the RMSO, The picture shows a very recognizable two-legged cryptid covered in brownish-reddish fur crossing a river, holding something kind of close to its chest. A lot of people argue that it looks like it might be its cub, like a little baby Bigfoot. It looks like a little bit. Other people, yeah, kind of. Uh, We'll put the photo in the Instagram. It's kind of like this creature is walking, you can kind of see its right side, and it looks like maybe something is kind of straddled, doing kind of a side piggyback on its far left side, that's, you know, just barely in view. Other people argue that it might be carrying the carcass of a deer or some other animal it's recently killed, but 
again, a little blurry, uh, a little fuzzy because it was kind of a far out video. So the guy had to zoom in to make the snapshot. Well, I think what it was, I think but it was he one says, of the live, live pictures. Oh, you think yeah. so? It could have been. The The video is like four and a half, yeah. 4.7 That's seconds. That's what it is. Like, you know, when you take a picture and you take a picture, it has like a little, if you hold it, it'll show you like the full picture taking a little bit of sound and video in the background. I think it's one of them things. He zoomed in on oh. it as much as he could. And in that, in the time he's zooming in as he's taking the picture, it captures all that previous couple seconds. Before oh, him. yeah. Could very well be. Well, he says, my cousin was kayaking on the Cass River here in Michigan when he took this picture. I'm not sure what it is, but I sent it in to a few people to see what they were saying. And some people say it's Bigfoot carrying his cub. Others say he's carrying the carcass of a deer. Now, according to researcher Kyle Shaw, who has scrutinized the video, he says the creature definitely looks like it's holding a toddler... And he calls it Bigfoot-like, although he says, I'm not going to say this thing's actually a Bigfoot. I'm not saying this is a Sasquatch, but a lot of what is happening here tells me it's something, and it's moving along the river, creating a wake. And it seems to be carrying the baby. The baby's head is behind the mother or father, and it should be on the left shoulder, and kind of towards the back. But you can see the torso, the leg, and the foot of the child. It's incredible. And then he wants to go on ahead and say that it doesn't look like it's a toddler. I mean, sorry, the toddler does not look like it's a newborn because it's quite large, maybe half the size of the mother or father carrying mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. Uh, very interesting. It's kind of a more modern Patterson-Gimlin film, you know, kind of exciting stuff. And there was a Bigfoot researcher back in the 70s, uh, Ron Moorhead. And uh, when we get off the show tonight, I will record the audio so you can kind of splice it in. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how well you can hear it now. So let me just play this for a second. Okay, so right there, um, you can hear it go, ah, and he had made a comment that while they were out in the forest, it sounded like almost like an angry samurai, like somebody was trying to speak Japanese, but really didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he, he got it on audio, and he actually sent it to a linguist, and uh, the guy said, yeah, that's, that's actual language, um, almost like proto-european like something that the uh joma uh would have spoke like very early um japanese that was kind of uh, it was like a language that was kind of spoken throughout like the middle east and maybe india at one point in time and that mm-hmm. you know nobody's spoken it for you know hundreds and thousands of years but just from the cadence he could basically kind of almost translate it And he was like, you guys are lucky because whatever was making those noises and making those sounds or whatever they were trying to articulate was get the fuck out of our territory like shit's about to go down. And, you know, we we always think of Bigfoot as like this, 
you know, monkey, like this simplistic gorilla. Um, you know, here's an example of even back in the 70s where, you know, it's mimicking sound. So it's making a noise and the investigators making certain chirps and noises back. And then it mm -hmm. starts to, you know, and, you know, there, I think that, um, we had a we had a professor in college that talked about how the uh, the movie, which if you guys don't like this movie, fuck you both because I I think uh, it's an amazing movie from my childhood, The Thirteenth Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Um, I thought that, you were gonna say Boss Baby. No, Boss no, baby. that's I would agree with you if you said that was bad. Um, but The Thirteenth <laughs> Warrior um, that was actually based off a true story. Um, they actually found these runes that had the story written in it. And then Michael Crichton went in like, you know, early nineties and wrote this book about it. But, um, a lot of anthropologists say that that was the last known modern encounter of modern day human beings with Neanderthals. And, you know, Neanderthals, we, we knew had a language. And then here we have these big hominids that also, or, you know, here's a case where we found them to have a language. And uh, so I think there's more to Bigfoot than meets the eye. Yeah, um, what you're talking about is what's famously known as the Sierra Sounds. Yes. And specifically what you uh, played in the sample is what they call samurai chatter. And it mimics what they said they thought, like you said, was early language, almost like a Japanese. Um, the full-on story essentially is that Ron Moorhead, uh, I think he worked as like an administrator at a church in uh, California, and then one week, Ron's friend went missing during a camping trip in the Sierras, so the friend's wife said, you know, I think he must have encountered some kind of, you know, mysterious creature or some kind of predator from the previous trip, and um, it's claimed the creature made some really strange, intimidating noises like whoops and hoots and hollers and kind of like garbled mumbling and stuff like that, so... Ron returned to where the area was to collect evidence, and soon after he returns, um, he takes a sample of this really weird uh, set of footprints in the snow, and he's like, holy crap, this turned out to be way more productive than I thought it was going to be. So he goes back, and these creatures are said to have been kind of um, rummaging through the trees up on a ridge line. He never got a good chance to look at them, but he said that's when he recorded those sounds. Uh, the screaming and the all that kind of crap um, was just yeah. a bunch of just random noises they were making. So he was able to record the noises, and then, you know, that's the clip that we have now, the Sierra Sounds, also known as Samurai Chatter. And yeah. so, like you said, yeah, it could be early uh, early language that these animals are using, these, these people, whatever you want to call them. Yeah cryptids are using so bigfoot more than meets the eye <laughs> right well we've checked off ghosts we've checked off will of the wisp and we checked off bigfoot so what say you boys we jump on to an alien story huh Ooh. Now, this is a long one, so strap in, folks. And before we get into it, I just want to say uh, two things real quick. A, Isaac, uh, thank you very, very, very much for the trouble you went through to get this for us because uh, the person who told the story, I'm going to keep it anonymous because I don't remember if she wanted us to say her name mm -hmm. or not. So out of respect, I will um, bleep the name out. But 
I, I got to meet her online and talk and Isaac and she and I, you know, had a pretty long conversation. It was really cool. Unfortunately, uh, as these things often do happen because of A, technical difficulties or B, aliens, um, we lost part of our recording of our call. So Isaac, um, God, like the, the knightly gentleman he is. Wait, knightly gentleman. I meant that with a K. Nightly gentleman sounds like a gigolo, but anyway, I don't know. He requested like me to to read more big book, Bigfoot smut, so he might be <laughs> the other type of nightly gentleman as well. Like the chivalrous gentleman that he is, he went ahead and got the story again for us in this recording. So again, Isaac, dude, thank you so much. Also, thank you so much to the person who sent this story in and did the recording. And second of all, what I want to say is, um, again, thanks for sending the story in because you can talk about ghosts and Bigfoot all you want. To me, like the money shot, it's aliens. Ghosts and Bigfoots are pretty fun, but when you go out and you publicly admit, well, if you admit to anybody, like, hey, I I think I had an experience with some aliens, Mm -hmm. you can get a lot of side eye. And a lot of weird looks from people. So, I mean, just thanks for uh, thanks for trusting us with the story and sending it in. And without further ado. So, it all started back in 2009, I believe. Um, I lived out in the country in a house. Um, and, yeah, I went to bed at that night and I had... I knew I had a bad dream and I, I woke up very frightened, but you know, we all have bad dreams. So it could have been anything. It wasn't but a week or so later, I was in the bathroom kind of looking in the mirror and I noticed something had been stamped on my back. It was a symbol. Um, it looked like two half circles kind of off skew and then there was a line running through it with three little dots down below and another line running vertical. And it was very clear to see. Um, It almost looked like it had been burned onto my upper right shoulder blade. Uh, Very, very distinctive pattern. Um, So I immediately went to the doctor and had them check it out. The doctor looked at my back and said, hmm, It looks very unworldly to me. I'm going to refer you to a dermatologist. So managed to get into the dermatologist just a few days later. The dermatologist looked at the marking on my back and said it was unlike anything she'd ever seen before. It looked like I had almost been branded. So it was after that that I thought, hmm, this might be more than what I think it is. I also, at that exact same time, a 15-foot in diameter circle had been burned in the grass outside of my bedroom window. So um, I lived in a house that was built on the side of a hill, and we had a second-story deck. And I didn't really notice it at the time, but within a few days of everything happening, I looked out off of my deck and I noticed this big circle of grass had been burned. Um, So I knew it had happened fairly recently and I kind of figured out that it was all during the same time period. I had the bad dream about 
Uh, and in my dream, I was picturing a very bright light. And that's all I remember. So there's a dream about the light, the branding on my shoulder, and then the circle burned into the yard outside of my bedroom window. <laughs> so all of these things, really strange. Uh, wasn't until I went out to visit my sister who lived in the Portland area and at the time, and she said, oh my gosh, you have totally been abducted by aliens. <laughs> and I kind of laughed it off at the time, but she might have a point. I mean, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, this technically, maybe it did happen. I mean, who knows? Well, the thought kind of went out of my mind. The branding on my back disappeared within weeks. Um, and I just didn't give any more thought to it. A few years went by, nothing. I um, actually then was, it was winter time. I was working about an hour. I lived about an hour from where I worked. And it was early morning and I was driving to work. And I actually got into kind of a serious car accident. Um, I slipped on ice. I was dri driving a Toyota RAV4. My RAV4 flipped up through the air three times. It almost hit a light pole, went down into a steep ravine, and completely totaled my car. Um, I walked out without a scratch. Now, at the time that I'm flipping through the air, it's almost like slow motion, and I'm thinking, this is really, really bad. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, again, I didn't think much of it. I just, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make this. But I, the car landed and I got out and I was fine. Um, after that happened, there were owls following me everywhere I went. Like within a day, I returned to work. This happened like on a Friday and I returned to work that following Monday because, I mean, I was totally fine. Um, and I started noticing owls swooping down in front of my car. Um, one time I counted 23 owls on the way to work. Everywhere I looked, there were owls. They'd swoop down, they'd fly across my car as I was driving, or I'd just be driving along and I'd look over and I'd see an owl sitting on a fence post. And that happened for about two full weeks of just owls everywhere. Now, they weren't overly large owls or, or small owls. They were, to me, just regular-sized owls just following me everywhere I went. And I, at the time, I didn't know anything about owls, aliens. There's some synchronicity things going on there. Didn't know anything about it. It wasn't until later that I learned, you know, um, many times aliens will use, take owl form um, when they want to visit you. So I don't know if it was like them protecting me after uh, my almost fatal car accident or what, but anyhow, um, it was not long after that. And I, I want to say it was just a few months after that happened, but it might have been the following year. This, this just happened like a few years ago, but I can't remember the exact timing on it. I took my kids down to Sedona, Arizona for a family vacation. And as we're walking through some of the touristy section, we walk into this rock shop that has all these really cool gemstones and necklaces you can buy, healing rocks, all this stuff. 
So my kids are over looking at the necklaces and the uh, store manager walks up to me, very tall German lady, comes up to me and says, you've been contacted. And I said, what? She said, yeah, I'm a clairvoyant. And do you know what that is? Well, I didn't really know what a clairvoyant was, but evidently they can see into the future. They can kind of like read people's minds. I'm still not 100% sure what they, they have special abilities. But she basically told me everything that had happened to me up until now, as far as being contacted with the, um, she recited, you know, the thing on my back, that there was a circle burned outside my bedroom window. It's like she almost read my mind. And she told me that the reason I was contacted is because there's something special about me. And they picked me for a reason. And that I should just feel lucky that I was one of them that was evidently contacted. I don't know. But the whole thing really creeped me out. <laughs> because I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, or standing there talking to this lady. And I'm like, how does she even know this stuff? Like, Because I hadn't, until now, I have not publicly shared this with anyone other than my parents who I've told and, and my sister, but it, I haven't put it out on the internet. I haven't, you know, done any of that. So it was not public knowledge. And even then, even if I had, she wouldn't have known who I was when I came in. But yeah, she recited back everything that had happened to me, including the car accident and the owls and everything. So it was just, it's been a really interesting experience. Um, those that's basically, and that's been a few years ago, and I haven't had anything happen since then. So, um, yeah. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. It's fucking aliens. That's, yeah, the weird <laughs> yeah. ending, the owls, that shit, man, that would fuck mm -hmm. me up. Ugh. Yeah, it's... I'd like to uh, I'd like to to see a picture of the branding and um, mm -hmm. because uh, that uh, oh I need Sean to put on his nerd glasses. The event that took place in um, England, it's considered like England's Roswell. Um, the English soldier, yes, that event. Um, he was actually writing down. Or you know he he saw images and he was writing them down and the images that he produced they said were almost like hieroglyphs um, they could have been mm -hmm. like Mesopotamian you know Egyptian like it, it wasn't something that was common to us but it, it was very similar to something that was earth like so the fact that she had these markings on her I'm curious to see is what they would actually look like and if anybody would take the time to study them you know could could they be matched up to some type of, you know, like, you know, Egyptian culture, um, just kind of tie in with the whole ancient aliens, but I'd be interested to see what they look like. So. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's bizarre. And I love the fact that you get this weird marking on you and you're kind of teetering on the fence of like, maybe it was aliens. I don't know. And then her sister's like, dude, you got abducted. <laughs> <laughs> You got to go to the doctor, like, man. Just right in there. Like, didn't even like, well, I don't know. I mean, it could be. No, she was just like, no, it's aliens. It was yeah. aliens. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, that, oh, it's so bizarre. And the fact that, you know, she goes and sees a dermatologist and they're just like, oh, I don't know. They called it unworldly. Are. Like what? Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So, so freaking strange, man. And then, of course, uh, the owls, you know, that's super rad. And another telltale sign that, uh, yeah, you got aliens. Mm-hmm. And then Just being visited them, by that German and lady. Her, but... the, the, yeah. The, uh, what do you call it? Fortune teller, medium, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's bizarre, man. And the fact that also, you know, not just you, but your kids saw the owls. That's, that's you know, takes it further that it's not just any kind of hallucination. Mm-hmm. It's not just you imagining it, that, you know, they're actually physically there. So I got that big-ass owl statue in my house to remind you. <laughs> to ward them off. Aliens are always Oh, watching. never mind, guys. Aliens are already here. Yep. <laughs> I love that statue, man. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. And then yeah, the uh the, the German lady just kind of calling you out and saying that, yeah, you've been visited, you've had contact. Ugh. That's gotta be a jaw dropping so moment right there. Yeah, again, thank you so much for sending that in. And you know, I'd like to say that, you know, when I spoke to her, it's just nothing but sincerity. You know, uh, nothing is sensationalized, nothing's hammed up. It's just like a hey, here's a weird thing. <laughs> Take it, you know, with a grain of salt. Take it for what it is. But, yeah, super, super bizarre. Thanks but, for sharing with us again. So cool. Yeah, most definitely. And Isaac, thanks, man, for uh, for making that yeah, happen. Yeah, the audio sounded great, too. A little professional Yeah, there. Yeah, you should come work that for us. We don't pay much, but, you know. All right, shifting gears here. We have another voicemail from our buddy Headset Jones, who wrote in... I want to say this was right around episode 186 or so, and we were talking about, you know, prowlers and stowaways in airplanes and just, you know, what you do when you stumble across somebody living under your house, that kind of stuff. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Headset Jones here. I'm listening to the podcast in the car on the way to get some uh, bullshit. But uh, so I was listening to the kind of prowler creeper stories, and uh, I wanted to tell you, I was uh, walking back from Waffle House one night at like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. And all of a sudden, my buddy, who's walking to my left, puts his arm around my chest, like, to stop me. Like, I was going to step on something or something. He goes, like, whispers and puts his finger over his mouth. There's, like, a dude there. And right next to me was this big magnolia tree. And there was a dude in the fucking magnolia tree. And so, like, we started yelling at him, like, what the fuck? And, like, he was just standing there and just being a fucking creeper. So we, we just left that situation alone. We don't know what whatever came to that. We didn't call cops. We don't call cops in Atlanta. But it, it was it was fucking, it was definitely one of those situations, you know. Uh, sorry for the swearing. It's, I, I can't talk about that. But, um you know, it's just it's weird. And uh, when I when I worked at FedEx, uh, we we used to have uh, bands around anything that was large enough to conceal a human being, uh, so they couldn't you know get out or they would just die in there or something. I'm I'm not sure why we had the bands, but we had the bands for anything large enough for uh, a human to stow away in. But yeah, that's my story. Uh, I'm sticking to it. And uh, thank you guys for what you do. Really love the podcast. Listen to it. Every time it comes out, uh, when I'm doing like yard work or you know driving around or whatever, it's it's great podcast. Thanks, but 
motherfucker was in the magnolia tree. <laughs> I know. I've got a magnolia bush outside my house, and now whenever I take my dog out, I kind of take a quick peek to make sure no one's hiding inside of it. Do you guys know what you guys know I what love... that was? What's that? Well, first off, I loved how he's like, he's like, because we don't call the cops in Atlanta. He's like talking, bragging about Atlanta and shit. <laughs> yeah. We get it, bro. You're from Atlanta. <laughs> I, I love it though. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, we don't we don't call the cops. We just handle that shit with street justice. We don't call the cops where we're from. Yeah. Uh, so you know when oh. you're like at like a like what a, our area would be Delano or the Riverwalk yeah. tame type thing. Uh huh. That like art pieces. Sometimes them trees get hollowed out for that specific purpose to like take pictures at and like. So I think it was probably something like that, and some guy was just probably sleeping in there or being a creep just chilling in there or in the middle of the night and <laughs> like you know i don't know you know what i think it could have been injured cold be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff oh yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> got a hold of the no i think it was probably somebody just dicking around in a tree man just being creepy yeah um, the other part he mentioned is working for FedEx, putting giant bands around things that are big enough to conceal a human. That's probably so no one crawls inside a giant box and jumps out at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that so episode we, we did of all the weird shit that people are like, I'm going to shit myself across the United States. I was in a plane <laughs> for two weeks and I got cold. I got hot. I shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> I shit in a Pepsi bottle. It's crazy. Don't ask me how. Now we got to look up and figure out if anyone's ever died while shipping themselves via FedEx or whatever. Oh God, that'd be a that'd be the like embarrassing way to go. Like you know, Elvis went out taking a crap on a toilet, but would, wouldn't you hate to be the guy? It's like how Jerry die? Well, you know, he shipped himself across the United States and uh, he fucking died in the airplane in the box. Ran out of food, ran out of water. He even shit himself. <laughs> well, I say. I say we put a pin in it. Yeah, because uh, stop it we're there. Getting, we're getting close to the hour mark. I mean, we let Headset Jones take us out, and then uh, you know, next episode we just fucking hit it and quit it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, to me. when you add it all the other audio, it'll be over over an hour for sure. Well, coming up on the next episode, guys, we've got some good stuff. We got shadow people. We got ghost stories. We've got weird, dilapidated houses. We've got conspiracy theories that I've got fucking post-it notes all around my computer from that I never (laughs) thought I would. (laughs) Um, I've thrown in my very own experience I've alluded to before about a haunted pizza hut. And then we've got another alien abduction story. Uh, and who knows what else, you know? We may get some more now that we're splitting this into two. So, yep. mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I, ha- I have one that I don't know that I've ever told. That I'm like on that weird cusp of, was it the, a shadow person um, encounter or was it an alien abduction? Mm-hmm. So I, I might throw that in. You want to share it now, Preston? This is a safe space. Yeah. I mean, I can. So, um, no accent. 2005, 2000, no accent. No, I'll be good. Uh, 2005, uh, 2006, my uh, great aunt had uh, passed away, and um, mom, you know, no, thanks. Um, she, uh, Aunt D was, uh, you know, she was in her 90s, and she liked a, a gin and tonic 
at n- night. This is not really relevant to the story. I just thought I'd throw this in here because what a way to go. <laughs> Speaking of ways of going out. And, Cheers. Uh, so she would uh, have her, her nightly nightcap, and she had a little bit too much gin and tonic and um, fell down and, like, broke her hip and she's fucking like 92 so i mean she was like brittle anyways but the fact that she's still knocking down gin and tonics at like 92 and then her hip got infected and she passed away she she was she was just uh her her husband lost an eyeball in uh world war ii down in the trenches and got like gangrene he got shot and then like it got infected so like uncle les had like this weird glass eyeball that i was fascinated with with the with a kid and uh, she, uh, Uncle uh, Les was also a Mason, and then she was an Eastern star, so she had the whole conspiracy theory thing going on. Pimp-ass lady. <laughs> Anyways, fast forward, so we're getting ready to go to the funeral, and uh, my uncle's a dickhead, and so Mom thought that there was going to be maybe a little bit of an issue at the funeral with Uncle Phil because we, we hadn't spoken to him in a long time, so she was like, you know, can— you know, your father, he gets an attitude sometimes, so can you just come and keep the peace? And I'm like, well, fuck that. If he says anything at the funeral, like, it's fucking fist. Like, don't worry about dad, <laughs> worry all, about me. But like yeah, Donkey mama. Kong. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm like mid-20s at this point, and so I'm just like, well, fuck, I'll sleep on the couch uh, because it was up in Lecompton, Kansas, and uh, we we're going to have to get up like super early to make it to the funeral. So I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a night owl and I'm not going to be able to like get up at the ass crack of dawn, drive out to Andover. So I'm like, I'll fucking stay the night. And growing up as a kid, I always had where sleep paralysis where I would like wake up and I'd be kind of like, you know, frozen in the bed. I kind of move my eyes around. And so I'm upstairs on the couch, you know, sleeping and by the the uh, by the front door where the couch sets, um, there's you know basically two sets of kind of like bay windows, and mm-hmm. I remember you know waking up with that sensation of sleep paralysis where I, I was frozen and I couldn't move, and all I could see was this bright light just illuminating the the whole entire front room. And just this black shadow standing over me. And then oh shit, I woke up. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Was it like normal sleep paralysis? And it just so happened that a fucking car uh, was just driving and it illuminated the windows so I could see the shadow person more clearly. Or the fact that it was an alien abduction because of how bright the light was. Like it was like super mm-hmm. bright and just illuminated her. I don't know. Um, it didn't, didn't have any weird, didn't have any weird spots on me or anything and, uh, no weird nightmares, never saw any owls. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know on that one. Wow. Weird. Um, that's great. You're going to love the last story on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of, most definitely shadow people. Yeah. Um, as events turn out, me and my girlfriend Katie were watching Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Oh, How long yeah. Did you guys watch that movie? Uh, uh, it's been 20 years, but I remember it very well. Yeah, long. like them shadow people in that movie are fucked. Mm-hmm. And like this, the mm-hmm. that movie's made 1990, so you know, the special effects are what they are. But like the <laughs> sound that they use for the shadow. Like just, oh, it sounds so terrifying, yeah. and then like I don't know, it just it looks so much creepier just because it's shitty CGI. <laughs> like I don't know, but <laughs> right, it, it, it's it made it solid that that shit's terrifying. So 
Yeah. Dude. Solid movie yeah. if you're into paranormal, um, a paranormal uh, kind of romantic movie. You've never seen it. It's yeah, a classic. Yeah, it's got romance and the paranormal and Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, what yeah. more can you yeah, ask Whoopi's for? Yeah, Whoopi's awesome. And throwing clay pots, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Now, you know what? Headset, I'm sorry. I told you you could take us out, but we have one more thing to play. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to do Michael's message he sent us, um, we should probably finish the episode with that one. What up, Triple P? This is Michael coming to you from the 45th Parallel up near Gaylord, Michigan. And you may remember me from the Double XP podcast where I was the guy who sloughed Big Steven's podcast penis causing him to revive O&D with Brady. Now, I'm going to be 100% honest right up front. I don't have a story. I had initially planned to tell some goofy thing, some goofy bit about how I was possessed for most of my life and use that as a means to come out as agender, which I am. Don't like it? Suck a goat dick. Anyway, that was my plan, but uh, then I got really stoned one day. I got all sentimental, thinking about friends and other mental jerk-off things, and I just made a jerk-off motion with my hand. Uh, so I decided instead to just call in with this. Steven, I love you, bud. I wish I was better at expressing it, and I hope someday, maybe, I'm a more vocal friend. You've always supported me, and even when disagreeing about something, managed to do so in a friendly manner because you actually fucking care, and that's rare these days. Sean, you're a good dude, and I've always felt like there would be something there if I just tried better. We weren't as, where we aren't as close as I am with the aforementioned fuckwad Big Steven, but again, I hope to try and change that. Preston, I don't actually know you, but from what I've listened to of the show, you seem like a solid dude, and if I'm ever able to get back out to Wichita area, I would love to meet up. Uh, I wish I could say I was a loyal fan of the show, but I honestly always avoided listening because, as I've told Big Steven... I'm a huge pussy when it comes to paranormal shit. Um, like, even just hearing about it freaks me out. Um, but I did eventually start listening from the beginning, like the anal piece of shit that I am. Uh, but my podcast fell off when I stopped working a couple months ago. Uh, but you are still on my backlog. I do plan to go back. Uh, but I've always supported you guys. Uh, shared what I could on Facebook, followed you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just wanted to send some love, congratulate you guys on, quote, 200 episodes or however many there are, considering y'all had a weird season one, then a season two, then there were no seasons, and then Rob left, and then I don't know, maybe you got Nick Cage at some point. That guy will do anything. Uh, but yeah, congrats, y'all. I love you. And hey, that new movie, iRobot, is coming out this weekend, so I was wondering if y'all wanted to see it and then go, fuck! Maybe it was I Am Legend. I don't know, Will Smith in there somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that was classic. First off, dude, thank you so much for the love and support. And as I've always told yeah. you, you're the same. It's the same way, man. Nothing but love, nothing but respect for you. Um, congratulations on being your true self, being awesome, and not giving a fuck what people think, man. And uh, yep. a lot of the messages and stuff like that, like uh, me and Mike, go back a long ways. And especially in the podcasting world, we both met on the um, podcast I mentioned before, The Awful Show. A lot of the jokes that he's talking about, that he's referencing, you guys are like, what? But like, like I said, Mike, thank you so much for uh, the kind words, man. And if you ever make it down here, dude, we'll go to uh, Steak and Shake. and Or not Steak and Shake. <laughs> God, 
Dog and shake. Steak and shake is <laughs> awesome, though. The dog and shake and watch some uh, gamer poop videos on YouTube. It's hilarious. Hey, Sh- Sean might have to edit this part out real quick, but didn't Sean and I play a game of um, Munchkin with Mike? Or is that mm. a different Mike? You know, too. That was Josh. Was Josh, yeah. I no. But there was somebody. There was a. There was a mic there. Was it at the at uh, at the battle stations? Fuck, right? I don't know. On the at the east side of town. Yeah, yeah battle stations. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. See, Mike, we've connected. We've already met. No, that's that's so cool, man. Well, you're right, Sean. What a great way to um to at, end the episode. Well, this this part of the episode out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny. Um, he kept telling us he was going to send us a story, and then I get that, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to sit on that and then not share that with you guys until we record, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, super proud of you, Michael. Um, and also, like, thanks for letting us be a platform, man, to kind of, I shouldn't say man, a gender means no gender, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, thank you for letting us uh, be a platform to come out. And, uh, you know, announce your true self. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, nothing but love for you. And, yeah, I hope you get to come back again because last time you were here, it was a lot of fun. We played a lot of fun games and hung out. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get to Been meet up again. Time. I really loved it, too, uh, from the 45th parallel. Yeah. So he's working on <laughs> becoming a, a trucker, a uh, full-time trucker. So oh, shit. that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's going to be loads of good stories because mm-hmm. truckers see all the shit. Yep, they see all they the see, stuff. You know, the road trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. UFOs. But that he's a pussy yeah. though. Weird he, albino he, cat. He said he was a pussy when it comes to this stuff. So, <laughs> but <laughs> like, hey, we're Mike, gonna, hold on. We're going to stoke. We're going to psych him out of the of the of the career. Stop. 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 <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. But hold on, Mike. You're not the only pussy when it comes to the paranormal because. Um, our co-host Sean still to this day will not step inside a pentagram or fuck with a, a Ouija board or anything of that nature. True. So I mean, everybody's got everybody's got their limits, and that's okay. <laughs> I was asked last night at the movies about doing a seance for an upcoming episode, and I had to reluctantly. Uh, yeah. tip-toe Leslie wanted to. Leslie was trying to push that know. shit bad. <laughs> Well, I mean, Leslie, if you're listening, Steve and I will do it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you I, guys can do I, it. I, I said, oh, I know I'll do it. And I was like, I know Preston will do it. Yeah, Sean. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yeah. I told Leslie, get me a bottle of sage spray. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just step We'll sit in the back and just hose ourselves down with sage. You know, Sh- Sh- Sean will be in the back in some like old porcelain tub with claw feet, just sitting there shaking back and forth, just sitting there. You hear the sage waters going back and forth. He's <laughs> swishing around, yeah. yeah. I'll bring a sage bath bomb. There you go. Man, that's actually a really good idea. All right. Make the bath bombs, you know. Not the, too all shabby, the, is it? All the Pinterest moms do, and then you can like just make like a yeah. a, a paranormal one for it. Pixelated paranormal yeah. bath bomb in the shape of our logo. Kind of like you know? pixelated <laughs> paranormal <laughs> beard bomb. away the demons. You know, we hit yeah. 200 episodes. Yeah. We have a sponsor that's a beard bomb maker, uh, you know. Maybe some kind of like pixelated paranormal special scent. What's up? Yeah. What's Alan, up? if you're listening. <laughs> Alan's not listening. He's too busy on his honeymoon with Hillary. True. Just it up. But that's Aww. a good segue into the into the outro. Yep. Most definitely. Steve, what do you got, cool. man? Uh, check us out on Instagram, 
pixel pxl paranormal where you'll see by the way awesome hyped post for the 200th episode with a little video sean did a really good job on that oh shit and uh all the visual aids and other things like that check us out on there we get a lot that's definitely our biggest platform where we interact with people on the most um Mm -hmm. facebook check us out pixelated paranormal podcast on facebook we're on all the podcast sites give us an honest review on itunes if you'd like uh it definitely helps out with the algorithms and all the other stuff that uh you know isn't jeff bezos going into space so uh (laughs) shout out to all the awesome stuff coming up you guys gotta go on youtube and watch the jackass forever trailer it's gonna it makes it's making everybody feel so good because it's it's just funny to watch what them dudes do and they're ushering in a whole new era of new people people that i've watched for many years now but it's crazy to see these people that i've watched start from just being inspired by these dudes to actually being on a paramount production like that's it's awesome um and i get to meet steve-o in february so i am stoked as shit yeah that's pretty badass um it's interesting that you said jeff (laughs) jeff bezos as you said that i literally opened up facebook and somebody posted what is supposedly a poem from a Navajo teen written in 1971. Listen to this. Going into space. So I guess they are going into damn space again soon. And two and a half billion dollar camping trip. Oh sure, these three have accomplished much in their lives. Their boy scouting will finally come into a real test. Why don't they hover their spacecraft over the reservations? Or hover their screaming steel over the ghettos and sea. But I guess you cannot see the poverty from 28 miles above the earth. <laughs> Francis Bersenti, a Navajo, wrote that poem back in wow. 1971 when he was 19 years old. How ironic. And it, <laughs> Yeah, how, how coincidental. Like I literally opened up Facebook right when he said that. Yeah. Shout out to whoever designed uh, Bezos' rocket. Big yeah, dick. like that. I mean, you you can't get any more <laughs> on the nose. Sorry, I mean, it's a phallus. It is right, very phallic yeah. shaped, and it resembles his head. So, uh, two two together, man. Like, <laughs> boom. But in the words of Ricky Bobby, "When you ain't first, you're last. You didn't make it first. Deal with it." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "If you don't chew big red, fuck go yourself. fuck yourself, <laughs> <laughs> or fuck you." oh shit yeah all right guys and speaking of podcasts please check out the rest of the shows on pixelated sausage check out if you haven't yet the backlog of 13 nightmares check out mark solo show pixelated sausage check out the old archive backlog of animes and ibaka and check out his video game cast attack the backlog preston what do you got buddy and as always if you need beer if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best damn beard you can grow, hell, it's a lovely night with your lady, your significant other, and you want to reenact the scene from Ghost, then you need to bring out your inner Patrick Swayze. What better way to do it than lather up your face with some Big Dobbs Beard Bomb? And go over to BigDobbsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA to save 20% off all the Dobbs has to offer, and up your beard game. Get yourself some scents like Dundee Cedar, Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, and Classic. 
Get it all and get it at Dobbs. Hell yeah. And if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by and see our good friend Leslie and the gang down at CD Trade Post at Pawnee and Seneca. And I think that uh, that about does it for this episode, everybody. So if you've got a story you want to share in the celebration, send it over. Because guess what? We gave you another week because we still have a lot of good stuff coming. We may be able to squeeze you into episode 201, part 2 of our 200th episode listener story extravaganza. Agreed. And I just want to say 200 episodes. It's been a very fun ride so far. I love both of you guys very, very much. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it wouldn't be the same without both of you here. And also, shout out to Rob, the guy who made the whole thing possible. The original Kentucky Goblin himself. Cool. All right. Oh. <laughs> OG Goblin. Oh, very nice. All right. Until next time, folks, cheers to the weird shit in the world and to those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.